It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, let's go. <laughs> We'd like to welcome you guys into the Three Man Rush podcast. We're going to have a good day today. We're going to preview week four. We're going to get into some college football. But first, uh, we're going to get a fumbling gift basket segment. So, um, you know, our listeners, we appreciate you guys. We want to go ahead and have you guys um, write, rate, rate us five stars, you know, uh, subscribe, give us a nice rating, write something in the ratings. If you guys write something in the ratings um, that's unique, uh, we'll talk about it on the pod. So that's a way to get us to kind of discuss what you might want us to listen to. Also, you can check our Twitter for um, a link to our voice message mailbox on Anchor, which you can leave us voice messages that will be featured on the podcast, and we'll uh, you know go ahead and answer them and, and shout you out. So we appreciate our listeners, and we're pumped to have you guys uh, listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at Three Man Rush FB. But without further ado, we'll get into fumble and gift basket. Uh, Drew, you want to give us your first one? Yeah, I got a I got a gift basket. I got my Cubs hat on. Guess what? Cubs aren't losing 100 games. <laughs> we got our 63rd win yesterday. Gift Boy, it feels the Cubs. good. Yeah, we're not losing 100. Come on. We're not that bad. Yeah, the people are dancing in the street down in Chicago by Wrigley. We're not yeah. losing 100 this year. You know, that's huge. It's a party. Party Chicago. Yeah, well, while you're dancing in the streets about, uh, you know, not – not not losing a hundred games, and how you have you know sixty four wins. I've got a guy on my team whose whose gift basket is Aaron Judge, who might hit as many homers as the Cubs win games this year. Uh, who just hit a sixtieth home run the other day, which is pretty awesome. I I teared up it a slight bit as, as I saw it leave the yard. I teared up a little bit. Then Stanton proceeds to hit the walk off grand slam. Yeah, a day for me. You know, I know it's college football season, but. When it happens on a Tuesday after a Tuesday night when nothing else is going on and people can really watch it, I was excited. I was very excited for that. Hey, hopefully, he about... hits, hopefully he hits it tonight or sixty-one and sixty-two tonight because I I don't want to have to interfere with my college football watching this weekend, having to pay attention to Judge. Also, um, you're talking about future Red Sox legend Aaron oh, Judge. Okay, all right. <laughs> if he goes there, I'll, I'll simply hate him forever. Uh, you're talking about Tuesdays, man. Pretty soon we're going to have a Mac on. We won't even have to watch baseball. Dude, we don't have that for a while, I don't think. <laughs> well, a conference play takes a while for the Mac. I love sitting there on a Tuesday and betting about a 50 bucks. I'll give myself 50 bucks to bet on every game in the Mac. And it's just a nice Tuesday night. It really, really, you know, gets you to Thursday um, real quick if you if you bet on the Mac. But I want I – want, yeah, the Mac. So where's Aaron Judge at right now, 60? He's at sixty officially. Yep, yeah. he's really close. And and Maction and Maction Tuesdays don't start till November first this year. 
Oh my god, that's a travesty. Hey. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Week ten. I'm pretty sure the I think the Cubs won the World Series on November first in twenty sixteen. Uh that With day a cold Wednesday night. Yeah, oh, that day will never be repeated. In it my was mind. so cold. What a what a and the next the next morning I went to uh, K Life early in the morning like a little small group and uh, I can't I was what, probably like six fifty in the morning after the Cubs won the World Series oh ate some donuts with my friends just sat back with wearing my Cubs hoodie that was a hell of a day man I don't think we'll ever repeat oh. it I'm to be honest with you no I remember I remember uh, when we went down three to one. A lot of my friends are like Cardinals fans, so they hate the Cubs. And I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with them, and they were just making fun of me. I said, "Just, just wait, just wait." Yeah, that Kyle uh, Stone. That, it happened. Yeah, uh, it happened. It happened. What? Almost six years ago now, dude. That um. At that, Chase Cola. That game. I think Jake might be frozen. Mm, he is. Jake, you frozen? Are you there? Uh, I mean, can I mean, you, hear Jake, me? you look like one big pixel right now. Can you, you hear like me? One entire large pixel. <laughs> can you barely. hear me, man? I'm on the Wi-Fi, we man. Can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. yeah. That's just piss poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to hop in here back into the fumble and gift baskets. I've got, a, I've got a fumble here, and it's an interesting fumble. It's one that doesn't happen very often. Um, consensual sex took a fumble this week, and that's for Ime Yudoka. He had consensual sex. It was consensual on the female's part, consensual on his part, but the Boston Celtics did not accept it. They were not consenting. They did not want them to have sex. So Ime Yudoka might be suspended up to a season, head coach of the Boston Celtics. I don't know. Is is he married? Was he married? Yeah, yeah. he was. So he was to cheating. An actress. Yeah, he was cheating. Yeah, that oh is boy. correct. He was cheating. I've never heard of somebody getting suspended a whole season for cheating on a girl. It seems like that – would be prob you know troublesome for the NBA players. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not a great look. It's Nia Long. Do you know who Nia Long is? Yeah, no, I've heard of her before. I think somebody was telling me that they dated, but yeah, I do feel bad for her. But I mean, at the end of the day, what like why is it have an issue with his job? Uh, it's got to be something in the Celtics uh, contracts that they can't have sex with other. Uh, workers or so they can't have relations Probably. with other workers. Did you see Still. the you see the Doc Rivers thing? Oh, with all of his uh, likes on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. He likes he liked like nine porn tweets in a row. Yeah, some memes that were like, "Doc, your likes are public, Doc. Please." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is he didn't. He had only had like seventy other likes, so I think he was using likes to like. You know how people use bookmarks? So they'll like come back to it. I do that on Twitter sometimes. I'll like something just so that way I can see it later when I have time to actually look at the tweet. And right. uh, I think Doc was using it as a bookmark. Oh, I like <laughs> nah, these titties, probably. man. I like these titties. <laughs> oh, imagine imagine being a you know one of the players in the Sixers. How much you know? How much shit would you just give to your head coach at that point? Imagine being. Doc Rivers' daughter. Well, she's married to all that shit. Seth Curry. Yeah. Who, uh, you think Seth Curry, Seth Curry. <laughs> you think Seth Curry showed his daughter? Hey, your dad likes these titties, man. What do you think? Do you think Austin <laughs> Rivers is getting bullied right now by his teammates? 
I think Austin Rivers is kind Bruh, of Brian. always bullied by his teammates, and just a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Very good. He'll have He's one, been in the league one for one what? Twelve forty years? points. On... He's yeah. in the league forever. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've also got a gift basket on here as well, and I want to give it out to uh, Sway, um, the interviewer that had Kanye West on about, I don't know, yeah, nine years ago. He had him on in 2013 and was asking Kanye why Kanye doesn't do, um, you know, his shoes and his Yeezy brand by himself without Adidas, without all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> Kanye famously said, how, Sway? You don't got the answer, Sway. Um, yesterday... Uh, Kanye was also being interviewed, and he uh, admitted that Sway had the answers. So I just want to give a special gift basket to Sway, who it took eight, nine years now, but Sway has the answers, and we want to congratulate him on that. Good for him. Yeah. Big day. Big day for Sway. Come on, Sway. Why is why is Sway like such a – like there's Sway Lee, there's this Sway, and then there's like – isn't there Sway House or something like that? On TikTok, Ooh. yeah, sway like sway, I think the I think the Sway House, yeah. There's a Phase House, but that's like Fortnite. It's just a stupid, <laughs> stupid ass TikTok house. Yeah. Okay, you guys ready to get into some, some pantsings? Oh, oh. I can't wait to pants, buddy. All right, we're all gonna pick let, one let me power five pantsing. I've got my pick ready. Let me, let me I think it's. I think. I think it's an absolute. I think it's a steal, man. Get after it. Okay, my, my pantsing here is uh, going to happen on Fox Sports 1 at 9.30 p.m. We've got a Pac-12 after dark pantsing. Um, it's Michael Penix Jr. He's going to pants the Stanford Cardinal. Um, I've watched <laughs> Stanford's defense get absolutely pantsed by USC, and I don't think there's any way they can stay in front with Mr. Penix. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, pick, I'm picking Washington to do some pantsing. Let's go Huskies. That is that is pretty easy, uh, Drew. I'll give you an easy one, so I'll, I'll take this one. I think mine's pretty easy too. Uh, I think at six thirty p.m. on the SEC Network, uh, you know Vanderbilt's going to get pantsed by Alabama at home in Tuscaloosa. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Vanderbilt is going to put up much of a fight against this Tuscaloosa team. So Vanderbilt, be prepared to get pants on Saturday night. Hey, so game I was looking at. What, what do you guys do? You think uh, Alabama or Vanderbilt can keep it within a number? It's forty and a half. I think it officially right, comes in within thirty. Yeah, within forty. Yeah, I'll leave. There's no. Alabama's won by fifty. Uh, so we need to go over this. Is does it become a pantsing if they cover if Alabama covers, or is it a pantsing if they win thirty-five to ten? You know what I'm saying? I thought we were gonna. I think what we're gonna do, or at least we can. You can send them to me, and I can do the math for this, and this can be my thing. Is if you send me the picks, I'll I'll add up all of our pantsing teams and who has okay. the widest margin of victory per pantsing team each week. Like gets a win. Oh well, I'm, I got to make a different pick. And at then. the end of the year, and at the end of the year, we'll we'll have a team that or we'll we'll see who had the the biggest wide of, or margin of victory. If you, yeah. if you see what I'm saying. No, I'm gonna pick a different team then. I'm gonna pick Michigan over Maryland. Drew, what is happening outside right now? Can you hear that? It's a dump truck. Yes. Um, I'm sitting down. I don't know how that's beeping like that. He's, I don't know. Oh, you use a pants, K State. Okay. 
So you're you're picking Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. I think we're gonna pants them. Oh boy. That's probably. I mean, I could see it happening. All right. So those are our pants. I mean, I hope you. I picked Michigan. Calvin picks Alabama Crimson Tide, which is the real easy one. I'm surprised none of us picked Ohio State over Wisconsin. I almost well, did. I think I, I have I have a strange feeling it's gonna be close for some reason. Yeah, I kind of do too. I don't know. I, the the thing is, is it's early in the season. If it was later in the season, I think I'd take Ohio State to absolutely pants them. But Wisconsin might have a little bit of fight in them. I don't know. Nineteen and Braylon nineteen Allen might break a off a runner too. Yeah, and that's all it takes to for to not Their be severe pantsing. If defense can hold and Braylon Allen get around two hundred yards, see a close game. Maybe. Really believing in Graham Mertz, are we? No, oh, I'm Ohio not. Ohio State's going to win the game no matter what. Okay. Uh, so I, I want to talk about this before we get into some of these games. Is obviously Bedlam's been talked about recently all all the time. I'm not really sure why it was finally reported um, by Brett McMurphy. I think that everyone kind of knew it was dead, but Brett McMurphy confirmed it. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Bedlam? First of all, being I don't know. I wouldn't call it permanently dead, but at least temporarily dead. I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously kind of sad, but. Since since I'm a fan of the team that's going to the SEC, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited, Gil. We've argued, we've argued too much about this off pod with just everybody that I just don't care anymore. Second, like, yeah, I'm gonna miss it a lot, but oh well. Man, it's a fun game. It's a it's a fun atmosphere every year. Yeah, I will say it's gonna take a lot of stress out of my life. I'm yeah, all the point. Oh. Yeah, not to hear the shit talk anymore. Jake, can I can I rile you up a little bit with Paul Feinbaum's uh, conversation he had? Uh, well, yeah, but first I want to go ahead and give this a little analogy here, just to the people that are going to be listening that think somehow this is Oklahoma State's fault because it's an absolute sham and a deplorable joke that we're blaming this on Oklahoma State somehow. Um, so basically, what what OU people that are like, oh, this is Oklahoma State's fault that we're not playing, this is what you're saying. Um, so say you're a 35 year old male. And you start you start get dating a girl, and you get married to a girl that has kids from another marriage. Okay, so she she already had kids before you married her, and uh, you marry her, and you're 35. You've never been married before. You don't have any kids, but she has these kids from another marriage, and their names are Boomer and Sooner. Right? Those are the two kids that she has from another marriage. Um, anyways, this girl you just married that has kids from another marriage cheats on you, and you break up with her. You get divorced. That basically what OU is wanting Oklahoma State to do is then to take care of those kids who aren't their kids, right? It's basically saying, oh, we cheated on you, and now we expect you guys to care about what our interests are, and these interests are ones that you didn't have in the prior, in the first place anyways. So it's like, why would I take, take care of kids from another marriage? They're not my kids. They're her kids, and she cheated on me. So why, why would I take care of those kids? Uh, that's how I see it, and I just don't understand how you can even fathom that this is somehow Oklahoma State's fault in the slightest. So... I just want to get that out of the way for our listeners because I'm tired of hearing about how it's somehow Oklahoma State's fault at all. It's just not. Simply not. Uh, no other way to look at it. I got, I got lost during the analogy. I got real lost. I was, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so say you, mar- you marry a girl, all right? <laughs> no, don't explain it again. Don't explain it again. She, no, she has kids from another marriage, and then she cheats on you. You break up with her, but then she wants you to take care of the kids she had before you married her. That's yeah, what OU is doing. Yeah, I'm still lost. 
I'm saying OU wants OSU, OU wants Oklahoma State to care about OU's interests. When why would we care about their financial interests when they cheated on us? They had these interests before us. We're business partners, not a business. You know what I'm saying? We're bus- like OSU and OU are business partners, and are not the same business. So why would Oklahoma State care about what their business partner is doing when they cheated on them? You know? You see what I'm saying? Don't care. Still is by forty. I mean, you could say that. It's just, it's just, it sucks for the state of Oklahoma that we have to sit yes. here and act like this is somehow Oklahoma State's fault when they didn't do anything but stay in the Big Twelve. I'm not blaming anybody. I just, I'm just saying I don't. Like I mean, the only, I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. The game's over, but like, I'll move on. Yeah, I mean, OSU will too. I, I'm actually somewhat happy that it's not being played anymore because it gives us more of a national like. We would have won the Big Twelve like seven times if we didn't lose to OU. Like, just quite honestly. But the other thing is, is like, basically, if OU would have told Oklahoma State, "Hey, we're going to the SEC, open up a non-conference schedule slot," we would have done that. But Oklahoma never told us and talked to the SEC for two years. And so while those two years were happening, Oklahoma State scheduled Alabama, Arkansas, Oregon, Nebraska. We scheduled all these games. If you can find me a team that's willing to play Oklahoma and Alabama in the same non-conference slate, um, you find yourself Kent State. That's what you find yourself. Yeah, literally Kent State. So when you go to 12 teams, people that are like, Oklahoma State should just get rid of that FCS game and then play Oklahoma and Alabama in the same year. That's a joke. Why would we do that for us, for ourselves, in, in a twelve-team playoff? That just kills us. That's just sick. This sickening that people think that that's just acceptable to say. Like it's just a joke. Just the last thing, though. I, I understand, you know, the whole record behind Bedlam, all that, whatever. But for Paul Feinbaum to say that nobody cares about Bedlam when there was almost eight million viewers last year is literally ridiculous. You can say it was because of the the rankings and where they were ranked and all the college football tie-ins and all that people watch that game consistently year in and year out because people care about that game and, and it's just because the bedlam it's, it's a fun game also the cool color matchup in the game too it's it's the whole thing paul feinbaum saying nobody cares about that is, is it, it's a joke in my opinion paul feinbaum is good for one thing one thing only he was having harvey updike on <laughs> i'm on harvey updike's side on that one <laughs> oh, same <laughs> i agree i don't give a rat's ass paul yeah, you UTP, UTP, uh, we TP Barry Sanders statue. You you kill both boomerangs sooner. Same thing. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no, I mean the whole Paul Feinbaum thing is just it's it's just nonsense. I don't even want to pay an ear to it because Oklahoma State and Oklahoma played for the conference championship or de facto conference championship. Like what? Eight out of the last fifteen years, it's been a ranked matchup. Two ranked teams, thirteen out of the last fifteen years. Um, if that's not a, a big time rivalry, man, Paul, you should probably just get off the air. I mean, if, if that's what we're talking about, then neither is. There's no rivalry. There's there, there's no rivalries then that are important. If that one's not, you know, if, if that one's not important, in the last fifteen years, there aren't any important ones. Is it? Is it Texas and Texas and A&M's rivalry pretty lopsided? Is it Texas, Texas dominating them? Yeah, I mean, well, we're when we're it's actually still oh yeah, it's not even close. There are You're other lopsided rivalry. rivalries. Oklahoma yeah. State just didn't play fucking football competitively until like 1930, so we lost 40 straight with intramural players. So that's pretty fair for us, unfortunately. <laughs> we were playing with regular students at our university, and Oklahoma was one of the best programs in the country. So yeah, we were going to lose that one. 
Ja. <laughs> Can you All imagine? Right, should, we move, should we move on, or we're we gonna keep talking about Bellum here? No, I just wanted to get this rant off my chest. The, the whole thing about how some this is, somehow this is Oklahoma State's fault is just a simple joke. Oh, well, it sounds like the the rant isn't getting off his chest anytime soon. <laughs> uh, he's gonna come back in, and he's still gonna be talking. I got a feeling. Oh no, he's done. Hey, Jake, can you hear us? Yeah. Uh, I, I can, but I can't fucking get my Wi-Fi to work. Yeah, you look like two pixels right now, man. Hey, we can hear you again. Okay, let's go. We're having some technical difficulties, but we're back at it. We talked about them. Let's just <laughs> let's just move on. Um, I want to talk about some games this week. We've got the first game I think we should discuss. We just talked about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Let's get into Kansas State, Oklahoma. Um, big time game. Would have been a bigger game if Kansas State didn't could have find a, found a way to beat Tulane. But uh, down, big game down in Norman. Brent Venables playing his alma mater. What do you guys expect? I, mean, I picked it as one of my passing games. But I think this will probably be either a third or fourth toughest game we have to play this year. This uh this could be a this could be an interesting game for a couple of reasons. It, it could go either way. I think OU could either absolutely run away with it. Or this could be Kansas State keeping it close till the end. I don't think Kansas State's going to pull this one out by any means, although we have seen them do it in the past. Uh, this uh, this is always an interesting one, especially here recently. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see with Appalachian or not Appalachian State who they beat. They, who they lose to Tulane. They, they lost yeah. to Tulane last week. This is this is where they say, okay, now we really got to focus in. This could be their best week of practice ever. You know, it's just could be one of those games that uh, is there after a wake up call last week that could go K State's way. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could it could happen. You know, I was hoping it was just Lincoln Riley's problem. It's Bob Stoops. Yeah. Bob Stoops had a really good record against him. And then Lincoln Riley struggled with him. Let's hopefully Brent doesn't struggle with him. I'm going to make a wild take here, guys. I've got That's the Wildcats this weekend. Oh, we go. I've got the Wildcats this weekend. It's, it's a beautiful spot for the Wildcats. We've seen them beat Oklahoma twice. And both of those games – but remember in 2020, Kansas State, their first week of the season, they lost to Arkansas State at home. The next week, they beat Oklahoma on the road, right? 20, in 2019, the week before that, they played a lackluster TCU team that was 5-7, and seven, and they really struggled. And then they beat Oklahoma uh, at home that time. I'm taking the Wildcats, man. I think it's their spot. I'm picking, Wild, I'm picking Kansas State to win this game. I also think their game against Tulane was a one-off. I watched them against Missouri, and they were really, really good. I think they just had one really bad week against Tulane. Um, I'm taking Kansas State, man. I think we're I think we're too high on OU and a little bit too low on Kansas State right now. When did uh when did Lincoln Riley become the head coach at OU? 2017. 2017. He went, yeah, two, he went three and two against them. Bob Stoops last uh, lost three games against K State. Lincoln Riley only lost two. Oh Bob yeah, Stoops he also was there for like 15 years. Yeah. Lost one in 2012 and 2014, so there's Look two the out of three here. Look at the win percentage. Huh? Look at the win percentage of it. Bob Seuss has like 18 wins against them. Well, also Kansas State in 2012 and 2014. 2012, Kansas State was number one in the country at one point. Yeah. yeah. Colin Klein. 2014, Kansas State had Tyler Lockett, and they won nine games. Uh, is Colin Klein the offensive coordinator at K-State still? Or is, was that he, everything? He, I thought it was. No, he is. This is his first year, and it was, did not go well last week. No, it did not. And you look at Adrian yeah, Martinez's numbers right now. They're horrible. Uh, are we shocked? Yeah. 
A little bit. Not really. His numbers were better last year. I got the final score being uh, 42 to 17. Jeez. I think OU's going to win, but 42 17 seems like a lot. I think it's going to happen. I'm telling you, I really like the Cats this weekend. I'm telling you, I like him a lot. All right. <laughs> they're gonna come. They're gonna come to, they're gonna come to Norman and they're gonna get stomped, and then I'm gonna start meowing at you, Jake. Fair enough, man. You've been wrong about <laughs> one Kansas team this year. Maybe make it two. Yeah. The, the entire state of Kansas is about to own Drew Garrett. Yeah, mm. it's like the Louisiana Purchase. Yep. I'm not Actually, sure how, it's, but yeah. yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> what right, is Louisiana talk- Purchase? I don't think Louisiana made that purchase. I think it was just their purchase it was in Louisiana. A, it was America that Louisiana. purchased. America. Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark did not purchase a, well, Louisiana. What was Louisiana before? It was just a clump of land that was here? It was like French yeah, or something. It was just a territory. It was a territory. Mm. That's, why there's, that's why there's so many like French. That's why their their accent down there is like a French type language is because the French owned it for so long. And there's a reason I was horrible at history. I didn't pay attention. Well, yeah, that'll do it. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Is that why they say go? Like G-E-A-U-X? Yeah. No, they just do that for fun. Ah. That's how they spell go in French. G-E-A-U-X. Mardi Gras. Is Mardi Gras a French thing? Yes. I am. That's why they have, that's why they have the king thing down there. Or the Saints French? Yeah, that's why their logo looks like that. All their stuff down there is tailored towards like a French. Drew type. Brees. <laughs> I heard the French are assholes. <laughs> yeah, they could be. That's that's for sure. I've also heard they're they not don't very bathe. good at wars. What or bathing? They don't bathe apparently. What are you are you sure about that one, Drew? I could have made that one up, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it. French. French. Yeah, I'm looking it up. French don't bathe. Oh, wow, they do not like to shower. You're right. That's so odd. They take a shower every three days. That sucks. That's weird. Oh, my, oh my God. Why do they not shower? Because they're weirdos and mean. That's why they're, that's probably why they're assholes, because they feel dirty. Fewer than five out of ten French people take a bath or shower every day. What the fuck? Why, do, why is this a thing? How do you know that? Because I don't know. I got a little... Little random memory things in my head. <laughs> All right, let's get back to football. Let's talk uh, Arkansas, Texas A&M. I like this game, man. I'm pumped about this game. I think it's gonna be a really fun one down in Arlington. Uh, I I agree. I think it'll be a cool little game down there at uh, at Jerry's World. I, I like Arkansas by a lot. A&M's favored, but I, I really do like Arkansas in this game. I think I got. I think I got the Aggies. Really? Oh boy! Yeah. Don't you like Arkansas? Yeah, I love them. I think the Aggies <laughs> are gonna win. I've got, I've got, I've got the Hogs here, man. I can already hear the Hogs calling. I, I'm taking a, Arkansas on a blowout. On a blowout. I think a and a fraud. Oh. I'm t- it's gonna be forty-two to seventeen. What Drew? Wow, is that what Drew the- said? Yeah, it is the exact same score. You know what? For fun, I'll change it. 47 to 12. <laughs> that is a good answer. I got a 24-21 A&M victory. 
I, I really like the, the Hogs spread. this week, man. I really like them. I, I think that the Hogs are, you know, they last week they played our Miss uh, Missouri State close. I think, yeah, Missouri State. I, I think the Hogs are going to get the ship righted this week. They had a hard week of practice last week, I'm sure, or this week. Um, and I think the A and M is just not very good, especially offensively. I think if Arkansas can put up some points, I don't think A and M has that same ability. So say Arkansas gets 30 points. I mean, if Arkansas scores 28, game's over. Because the AM can't score that many. I think uh, 28. I, I hope Arkansas wins. I like Arkansas better, but, you know, it's got a strange feeling. They get AM's going to do it. I, I mean, that very well could happen. It's been a weird rivalry. Uh, Arkansas finally got their first win in quite a while last year, but even when they had lo- had some losses, the games were, like, irrationally close. Um so I, it, it'll be a fun game. Actually means something. Both teams are ranked, but I don't think both teams should be ranked, and I think the team that should be unranked is A&M, so I'm going to go Hogs. Go Hogs. Where's the game at? Is it in Kyle Field? No, it's in Arlington. Arlington. So well, the Hog, Hog fans are taking over in Arlington. That's what I'm saying. Let's get them going. Although A&M is not that far. I feel like, I feel like A&M will, will pack that place. Yeah. It's, I mean, the fan, there's not going to be a shortage of fans, that's for sure. The thing, hey, can the thing we, about, can I, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got an announcement to make. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you after you're done. Well, uh, just I was going to say, A&M has a lot more uh, alumni in Houston than they do in Dallas. So, but, I mean, I'm not telling you that they're not going to make the drive, but just yeah. a little tidbit. Okay, so you ready for my announcement? Drew, this is big news for you. 33 minutes ago, Kansas football tweeted out, they have a huge announcement to make. And then in all caps, it says, David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium is officially sold out for the game on Saturday. That place in Lawrence is going to be absolutely rocking Saturday night. Oh, man, come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Kansas football on Saturday is it, it, it's going to be a Chuck, place. You know what's going to happen? What's that? Zion, R.J. Barrett, they're all going to put their nuts in Kansas face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Cam Reddish. J.J. Like hey, let me tell you this. There's only two teams in, in all of FBS that have not lost a basketball or football game for the last 250 days. That's Oklahoma State and these Jayhawks, man. So you had a postseason ban. Oklahoma State – we, yeah, we did it by uh, not <laughs> yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, because you had probation. Let's point more towards KU there. Yeah, uh, it is shocking oh, that all, they haven't lost a game in football in that long, though. First of all, Kansas is also cheaters. Oh, they're way worse so cheaters than Oklahoma State at basketball, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, Kansas, Kansas is the biggest cheaters of them all. I'm not going to get anything, by, though. By far. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this game. Punished. No, they're not. They're not going to get punished at all. Like it's it's absolute joke. It's, but, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about this game. I think it's one of the more interesting games on the entire schedule, and it comes from the m- least interesting conference to me is the Big Ten. Uh, Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans take on Minnesota this week. It's a game that uh, Mel Tucker hasn't faced Minnesota just due to um, the way the scheduling has worked out. He's been there for now. This is his third year. This is his first time playing Minnesota. Minnesota's the best team in the Big Ten West right now. 
and you've got Michigan State, who's kind of falling but had big expectations, and the game is at Michigan State. What do you guys think about that game? What's the spread? Oh, it is, gosh. Uh, it's it Michigan State minus three. Or it's oh, actually I'm... Minnesota Minnesota minus three. I'm sorry. Minnesota love... on the road. I think I love Minnesota. I do, too. I do, too. Are we, are we doing Either a these... game right now? Or are we just talking about games? We're just talking We're just about talking. games. It, so neither of these teams are ranked, right? Yeah, no. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota is receiving votes. I like Minnesota in that game a lot. I think they're going to win. Yeah, Michigan State has has the most receiving votes, and Minnesota has forty eight. Okay, so those are two teams on the verge of being ranked. I think that, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but the rankings don't. But uh, Michigan State. They got to write their season here. I think if they lose this game, they could really start to take a tailspin for them. And if you're Minnesota, you, you know you got to. This game's big because you start off three and zero, and you can really, really solidify yourself in the Big Ten West as the favorites here with a win on the road at Michigan State. I don't. I would like to see when the last time Minnesota uh, had won in East Lansing. I think it's been a long time. You think so? I could find it out pretty quickly for you here. Hang on. Does it? I mean. Based on what I've seen when I watch Michigan State play, it looks like they have a pretty, pretty passionate fan base down there. Yeah. I'm sure the youngster will be rocking. No, it's I always agree. hard to take someone it's – it's always hard to take someone up, like pick somebody to win on the road, especially in like a big atmosphere. Uh, the last time Minnesota won in East Lansing was 2006. Uh-huh. 31-18. Yeah, 2022. It's the year. I kind of think so, too. It's a, it's a big game, though. Um for the Big Ten West, I, do you guys think of anybody else in the Big Ten West? If you'll just look at the Big Ten West right now, is there anybody else in there that you think is on uh, Minnesota's level right now, or you think it's kind of Minnesota by themselves? Right, minute. Uh, either I mean Iowa, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, not Wisconsin. I don't think. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're above and beyond, man. I kind of do too. Uh, Purdue, maybe. Iowa. Purdue gets it right. I, I almost said Purdue. I think Iowa and Wisconsin, probably their, their two biggest challengers would be my guess. Yeah, we'll see. But Wisconsin this week, I mean, if Wisconsin loses this week, which I expect them to playing Ohio State, uh, they're at 2-2 two and two with no real good wins, and their schedule is pretty fairly easy after that. You know, they, they, they don't have to play Michigan, so they get uh, Nebraska, Iowa, Maryland, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois. I think they have a chance to kind of right the ship and compete with uh, Minnesota by the end of the year. But I think Minnesota's not play? obviously the favorite. Do they not play Minnesota, Wisconsin? They do in the very last week. Oh, I was going to say, I thought they had to play each other in the Big Ten West. Okay, I think we've covered this game pretty well because uh, I don't, I can't think of anything else to say about that game, to be honest. Um, but Texas Tech and Texas this week is an it's always a fun matchup, man. It reminds me a lot of, of kind of the way Bedlam has gone. It's just like a great value, Bedlam, in, in, there, in that aspect. Um, always super fun game. But uh, what, what do you guys think this year, this week? Texas Tech, again, we just mentioned that Kansas had a sellout. Texas Tech also their first sellout since 2017 against Oklahoma State. What do you guys think about the Red Raiders and, and Longhorns this week? Uh. Probably Texas by twenty-one, but they're allowing yeah, te- they're, they're going to allow Texas to score forty. That's my guess. 
I'm about to say that's a heck of a score. I think I think Texas will win this one pretty easily, man. I, I mean, Texas fun. The place will be cool. It'll be rocking. But yeah, Texas is I think is actually not bad this year. You tend to uh, agree with you. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of off topic, but do you think that Quinn Ewers is gonna is gonna play in Red River? How many Probably. is that? Two more weeks. Um, the first October yeah. week, I think. It's October October eighth, I think. Okay, so it's yeah, so two more weeks. I kind of think so. They said he was suiting up for this game. I don't think he'll end up playing. But the thing is, is he had an SC joint sprain, which is sternoclavicular, instead of an AC joint. So it was more of his chest than it was his actual throwing shoulder. So I kind of tend to think that they'll just pat him up and he'll play pretty soon. Um, I bet you game day will be there. At OU, Texas? Yeah. Hey, not, if, not if Oklahoma loses this week. And if Texas loses this week, don't don't put that evil on this podcast. Oh, I already did it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're pantsing them. You guys Dude, ever? Go ahead. If Texas would have beat Bama, I mean, they're they're ranked in the top ten very easily going into OU Texas because they've got Tech this week and then West Virginia at home. They'd be five and zero with a win over Bama. They'd be literally probably top five. Maybe top three. Maybe top three. Yeah, three, yeah. It's wild. And then they'd come to Stillwater with a number two or number one rating if they can beat OU. And then they'd leave with a number 25 rating after okay. beating by 75. Yep. I, Anyways. I told, I've said it three times now. This OU football team is the 1972 Dolphins. We're not losing. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what we said about Jalen Hurts' team until they played Kansas State, though. Mm-hmm. That was Alex Grinch. We want to talk about a shitty coach? It's fair. It's fair. Um, I do want to. I do. The thing about Red Raiders here is, you know how we, whenever they set a hot plate in front of you and they say, "Don't touch it," you know. Yeah, Mexican uh, like a restaurant. Only. Yeah, but yeah. you gotta touch it. When you're a mm-hmm. kid, you Always. just have to yeah. touch it. That's kind of me with the Red <laughs> Raiders right now. I, I kind of want to pick them, but I know I know the plate's hot. If, you're, if your waitress is pretty, you touch it like a joke, and you, and you act like you hurt your hand to get her a laugh. It's a classic. Yeah, soup. <laughs> ah, shoot, shoot, shoot. And she laughs. Ah, it's a joke. Ha, ha. I think Tech is going to lose by probably 20, 25. <laughs> Tech's not good. Tech isn't good. Yeah, I don't think they're great, but I, there's something about it, man. There's something in the air down there in Lubbock. Also, the, Tech's, the, the line is minus seven. Is that dude going to be okay? One dude. Oh, the guy that broke his leg? Where his leg was in 12 different places? Seems like he's already been through. I think I saw him already through surgery, and he seemed like he was okay. About as okay as he can be. Yeah, that was not pretty. I saw it by accident because I hate watching those videos, and they just showed up on my Twitter. So what's this? It's like one of those things where you, those YouTube screamers. You remember those YouTube screamers when we were little? Watching Mario oh, Kart, and then it would just pop out with a, a dead girl. I hate that so much. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the biggest game of the week. I think I think it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I wish we could be there. We already talked um, to Wes Rucker, and you guys can find that interview after this um, preview pod. Uh, we were pumped to have him on. But he was talking Vols. We're talking Vols and Gators. This game feels like it could be a bloodbath, man. I'm so excited for this game. 
Um, you know, when you're a little kid, you start to learn how to tie your shoe or, you know, you'll just learn how to do anything and you just want to show everyone. Yep. That's Tennessee this week, man. Let's see it. I still do that. Yeah, no, I still do that kind of thing. I'm pumped for Tennessee to kind of show the world what, 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 you know, you learned how to, to play some football this, this off season, you learn how to play some offense. We've got a competent program. Let's show the world. Let's do it balls. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Jeez, Anthony cool. Richardson. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at it like, so, you know, on ESPN, they do like the passing leader, the rushing yard and the receiving. Anthony Richardson is 41 for 77 with 423 yards, no touchdowns and a, and four picks. No, he's been certifiably horrible since the and, Utah and, and, game. Oh, geez, and we were talking about how he was Lamar Jackson at one point. That's not ideal for us. Hey. Bad he take still is. He just throws really bad. You know this Florida. You know what this Florida Gators team is? What's that? Frogs? 2018, 2018 Oklahoma State Cowboys led by Corn Dog. They're going to lose a lot of games, but they're going to be in the top ten matchups. Oh, yeah. you better believe it. Yeah, that's actually probably a really good comparison. Corn dog and Anthony Richardson. <laughs> the corn but, dog led popes. My favorite. Also, Tennessee, Tennessee is favored by ten and a half, man. Oh, that feels like a little bit too many. That is a lot. That's got to go down before game, I would imagine. Ten and a half. Well, ten, Tennessee has trouble with Florida, no matter yeah. what year. Well, I might, I might have to put that in our combined parlay. Florida plus ten. And a bil- I might have to put a billion dollars on that. I don't know. Knoxville Texas, be rocking. Hey, Texas is only favored by seven. Last I checked, I think it might be seven and a half now. That seems like a really small number against Texas Tech. Hey, this might be the the biggest home. Well, probably not. Wait, you think this is the biggest home game Tennessee's had since you, know, you came to town in 2015? And this, this much hype, much much hype behind the game for them or something. They the next year in 2016 they had a big time game against Florida. It was the first time they'd beaten Florida in 11 years. They wore those smoky gray uniforms with Camara, so I'd probably say that was bigger. Those were cool. They were pretty I'm, I'm You like those, Calvin? You like those? I like them. They're different. I like, I like their normal uniforms like a lot. I like their white, just the whites with the orange helmet. Oh, no, with the white helmet. The white helmet, yeah. Yeah, I like I, their, I, I I like their like orange. They got the prettiest orange in the country, Tennessee. Little, like, orange sickle, or what's it called? Uh, dream, dream sickle? Dream sickle, yeah. Uh-huh. It's whatever. It's the best one. Uh, I don't agree, but that's all right. We're better than Texas. We can all agree it's better than Texas is orange. Yeah, Texas is orange. It's a pukey color. It looks like yeah, pee. It looks like my pee if I haven't drank water in a while. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's actually kind of a good point. It does kind of look like dehydrated piss. That's why they, that's why they have that thing on their walls in the bathroom. Talk about their pee colors. Remember that you remember those signs that came out from Texas? Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that I remembered that, but it, it spurned someone in my memory that did actually remember that. I don't know why I remember. They're that. the teeth of like their their color of uh, orange is like it's. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say. Move on. <laughs> my pee earlier before before the pod. My pee earlier before the pod. Crystal clear. Can't ask that's, for much more. That's huge. That's I, got, what I was uh, gonna say. I got one of these uh, water bottle things that are like the plastic water bottle cases from Walmart, and um, yep. man, I've been chugging them, dude. Like, the, I know it's bad for the earth, but I fucking love water in a plastic bottle. I love it. I can't. Ooh. I can't stop drinking plastic water, man. Yeah, look at. Yeah, I love those bottles, man. They, it just tastes better. It genuinely tastes some, better to me. 
you can finish it in three gulps too if you're really that thirsty. Oh yeah, yeah. And you feel better about yourself. You finish one of those like, hey man, I've been drinking water today. Oh, I, I finish like six of them a day. Oh, when I had COVID, man, I went through twenty four of those in one day. Oh my, you're drowning yourself. I sat there in front of my TV. I played a. Uh, 2K and just FaceTimed a whole bunch of people because I was bored out of my mind and I drank 24 water bottles. There we go. Yeah. Got one for myself. All right. Hey. Gulp it. Oh, guys. If, oh, he's if gulping it. If you're not watching on he's the gulping. YouTube, if you're not watching on the YouTube, you're missing out. I mean, he just gulped down a whole water. 16.9 ounces. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> Get this boy! Oh, yeah. Get this boy a trophy. How fast? How fast do you think you did that? You think I could do it faster? By ten seconds. Ten seconds. That's a long hydrated time, boy. Then. I'm fully hydrated. hydrated now. Wait, should I try I one? Just, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Let's try. It. Okay, okay. Do <laughs> you remember when we would go to Harold's house and uh, Dad would try to see how fast he can chug a propel? Honestly, think of one. All right, how many how many seconds did it take you, Calvin? It took me a lot longer than I was expecting. Honestly, like I was expecting right. to get that down quick. All right, your right. turn, Jay. I'm, 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 I just drank some water, so I'm not feeling too good about this one. That, that, that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm full now. All right, Jay, Jake's Jake's down in one right now. Probably three or four gulps. I, I would imagine it's probably four or five gulps. In all honesty, because I got about halfway going. through the first gulp. Yeah, Jay. Jake, Jake's going to absolutely dominate us. He's 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 done, from what I can tell with the pixels. Well, that was impressive, Jake. Jake, Jake just beat us all. Hey, that was, that was I. I look as if I have peed myself. I missed all that water. I mean, there there are splashes of water on these gray shorts everywhere. The, the thing is, is I can't chug a beer like that. But water, man, oh boy, I can do it. It's probably you know, good uh, that, you, that you can do it with water more than beer. You know that guy that competes in the in the hot dog eating contest. Badland yeah. Chuggins. Badland Chuggins. He, I, I watched him uh, chug two gallons of Gatorade or uh, lemonade, whatever it was. In about I'll be honest. Minutes. When you when when you described the guy who's in the hot dog eating contest, the only one I know is Joey Chestnut. So for you to know another one is pretty impressive. No, you have heard of Badland Chuggins. I've seen him. He's humongous. He's, he's humongous. Uh, I've probably seen him. Have you, have you, I've watched these videos of these guys the other day who were just hitting golf balls at each other. Like their whole video, their whole YouTube page is, is just um, like hurting each other. Like they were just pin, pegging each other with golf balls off the tee. It's kind of fun. Eh, it looked like it was really painful, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Is there any more games we want to get to? Uh, yeah. We already talked about Kansas Duke. I got some other games and, on here. Uh, let's let's see. After our water, we're all hydrated. We're all we all got good energy now. Everybody's energy has gone up a little bit since we put some should water we, in our system. Should we chug a water to start every episode? Oh yeah, I, it might help. Oh, we need to, we need to start we need to start timing them, and then uh, we'll have our rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. All right, who can chug water the fastest? Stay tuned for Sunday night. We're gonna get some water chugging going on. <laughs> If I got a feeling we'll, we'll all dominate Tom. If that's yeah, not I think Tom's content, gonna lose. Oh yeah, we'll have to get. We'll have to beg yeah, Tom, Tom to think... drink that fast. 
You need Tom. Bill, uh, you need to go first, one. though. I think I, I this it. one. No, yeah. no, Tom, you, you haven't shot. noticed Tom's not with this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're 35 minutes in. Tom has not said a word. <laughs> and, uh, he takes little baby boy gulps. Yeah, he's a, he's a baby boy. He's, you know those you know those uh, little babies that drink a lot of water and then take big breaths in between. That's how he does it. <laughs> that's, that's all drinks water. <laughs> he's uh, and then drinks yeah. some more water. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Pac-12. <laughs> what do you guys think about Oregon? Uh, versus Washington State and Oregon State versus USC. Let's just get these two out of the way. USC's going to kick their tail. Uh, Oregon's going to kick their tail, too. I don't know. I'm on the Beaver train. I got, I got Oregon. Are you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. Are you on the Beaver train just because you don't like Lincoln Riley, or do you actually believe that USC could lose this game? No, <laughs> I, I, I actually, actually believe USC could lose every game. I have no problem with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I, I, got I, a good t- I like Oregon State this week. Not to win the I game, Cor- but hey, Corvallis could be rocking. Corvallis could Dude, be rocking. Half they're they're renovating their stadium, so half of it is like covered, so it's not going to be rocking. It's like twenty five thousand people. Well, that's basically USC home game, so <laughs> feel, it feels like home for them. Yeah, Oregon Washington State, I think is going to be a really interesting game, but I don't see it being particularly close. I think Oregon will probably. I think they really figured things out last week. Against BYU, um, but also, yeah. hey, Bo Nix. Bo Nix has been known to do, you know, up and down weeks before. So it, there's there's a way that they could lose. Oregon I got, State uh, USC. I think it's gonna be an awesome game. I agree. I got thirty five to ten Ducks, and then for the USC Oregon State game, I got it uh, forty five to forty one USC. Dude, that game is on the that game is on the Pac-12 network, so we don't get to watch it. One head, one head uh, stepping for Jordan Addison on Lincoln Riley. It's coming this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both both teams favored by six. I guess Oregon Oregon's favored by six and a half. Both teams on the road. Wait, USC's yeah, not... only by six. It's on the road. Ooh. Well, now that I heard that, I might put that part of the parlay. USC minus six. I think, I think USC will probably beat them by a lot. Not by like crazy amounts, but it'll it won't be close. I think but Oregon I'm not, State's I'm pretty not damn good. It. I don't know. Have you watched any of Oregon State play? I watched them against Boise the first week, and they killed Boise. Hmm. The thing is, that I probably hey, Boise overrate Boise. Boise because Boise's not very good this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, every time I hear Boise, I'm saying, "Oh, it's probably the best group of five team." Every every time I hear them, they're not. Yeah, very I don't good know. Anymore. I mean, and they beat Montana State by forty. If that means anything, they beat Fresno State, who's also a good team. But Fresno State was a lot closer with Oregon State than they were USC. Now Jake Hayner did get injured. We watched that. And, it was like uh, the first drive, the second half. It'll probably be a lot. Clo- the game would probably been a lot closer if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. No. For sure. I don't know if Oregon State has the firepower on offense to make up for what USC is going to do to them. So I'm I'm probably take USC, but I do think it'll be a close game. I I hope it's an upset. I want to. Oh, I can see twenty five thousand Beaver fans in the field after they beat USC. I might drive up to Corvallis. 
That kid that played for Fresno State wasn't terrible, though. The, their backup QB. They actually had a better line than uh, Ainer did. Yeah, I think a lot of it was in garbage time, though, because they were getting pantsed. Garbage. They were, they, it, was, it was a panting. All right, All right I, I don't want this. What? Let's just, let's just do our picks tomorrow. It's time. It's pick time. We've got a couple we got a couple more games we gotta talk about real quick and then we'll do we'll do picks. We'll talk about right. it briefly. But he, this is the worst this is the worst college football game that I've ever seen on schedule before. Rutgers and Iowa. Oh, God. Why are we talking about this? This is terrible. I'm not watching that game. All right, Wisconsin, Ohio State. What do you guys oh. think? Real quick. <laughs> uh Ohio State probably by twenty one. What did you say, Wisconsin, Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Ohio, Ohio State by a lot. If Wisconsin wins this game, guys, I'll get a boob job. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying that. There, there's a possibility. Well, I'll get a boob job if they win. Just have massive tits. <laughs> All right, TCU, SMU. Um, uh, give me the... Give me SMU. I got I got TCU on the road. I like TCU. This game is, uh, you know, these two teams, Fort Worth and Dallas, it's kind of like these two teams are like fighting with your cousins. But the thing is, the people that went to all these schools, uh, they're all, they all do cocaine and have tried to be TikTok famous at some point. So it's a super weird rivalry. But I'll probably go TCU. They're rich. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. What's the, what's the average... Uh... Homeowner, well, how much average net income of the SMU and TCU places? I don't know, but it's not a, it's not a mobile home game. And that was for sure. That was a that was a horribly formed sentence. <laughs> I think you meant per capita. I was just capita. talking; it just wasn't coming out right. I think you meant. Like I just per moved capita. my mouth, and just shit was coming out. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I don't know. Why I said homeowner. Uh, where the homeowner came from. Okay, three more games we got to talk about real quick. Maryland, Michigan. What do you guys think? It's a big noon kickoff this week in Michigan. Michigan's first test. Eh, I don't think Maryland's there yet to compete with them, but uh, I like their I like their side of the bet. I think they'll cover the number. This one, I'm, this one, I'm what's the what's the over under or the spread? Um, I think it was pretty high. Minus wanna, seventeen. Minus seventeen. Yeah, it's minus seventeen. Minus seventeen. Yeah. This is – I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a, a tie game at halftime. I think Michigan's going to win by 14. Uh, I think Michigan will kick – I think they'll win by 35. Well, the only reason I say that is I think that based off the competition Michigan's played so far, I mean, the first couple plays they're going to – I mean, they might just not be ready for it, the actual difference of a good team and the shit team they've been playing. Yeah, I kind of I mean, agree. We, could that, we could say that about any team in the country, but Michigan, Michigan might probably win by one. Three plus teams in the country right now. I can see it being a close game for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest, Talia. Clemson. Wake Forest, Clemson, a ranked matchup in the ACC. Clemson going to Wake Forest. It's an 11 a.m. game. I think this is a really good spot for the Demon Deacons, man. And I also think there's a really strong chance we see Cade Klubnik in the second half. Um, I really, I really think Wake Forest will cover, and I want to choose them to win. 
but that's a little too far for me. So I think Clemson will win. But Cade Klubnik, I think, is probably going to play in the second half just because Clemson's going to struggle a little bit in the first half. They're going to need to him. They may even be down at halftime, and Clemson will come back and win. Um, but I'm pumped to watch that game. I wish it wasn't at 11 a.m., though. You ready for uh, my hot take of the, of the pod? Go sure. ahead. We're getting, the, we're getting the Wake Forest dub tomorrow or Saturday. Oh, boy. They're beating Oh, boy. Sam Hartman's beaten. It's beaten Dabo. I guess. Good I mean, we just watched them struggle. We just watched them struggle with Wake Forest or uh, with Liberty at, at home. So hey. it's tough to tough to put money on Wake Forest. I'm just, I'm just not seeing it with the Clemson this year. Well, I'm not sure how you're seeing it with Wake Forest after last week. Liberty's not Liberty's bad. Liberty's not bad. Yeah, they're not Clemson. They're not Clemson. Not a point. Yeah, I know. But they beat them last year. Clemson also hasn't struggled with anybody they've played, so I'm not sure how you're not seeing it. 48-20 win, 35-15, 41-10. What are you not um, seeing with Clemson? Clemson that's, beat that's, Wake Forest last year. you doubt them. We did? Yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you, comp- yeah. if you compare their schedules, you're like, eh. Well, I like Drew's hot them. take. I like it. I like it, man. All right, last game we got to talk about. I think Tom before... would be on my side. Last game we got to talk about before uh, we get into our picks Baylor and Iowa State, this is an interesting game because both teams are kind of, I don't know, the Big 12 seem, seemingly hasn't taken shape yet. And who's going to be the favorites? Who's going to be, you know, the dark horses, whatnot? Um, you know, these, these teams switched roles um, from 2020 to 2021. You know, Baylor was, um, you know, they won the Big 12 last year, but the year before that they were 2-7, and seven, and Iowa State played for the Big 12 championship game. So I think the winner of this game really sets them uh, themselves apart. Um in the Big 12 as a competitor, I wouldn't say they're going to be a contender, but I would say they're a competitor. Um, Hunter Deckers versus Shapin, it's kind of fun. But I, I really do think this comes down to Baylor's O-line and uh, how good they are. So I'll take Baylor just be, being able to run the ball a little bit uh, longer and into the third quarter will kind of wear them down. So I'll pick Baylor. But what do you think about that game? I got Iowa State. I got Iowa State, too. I don't know why. It's got a, I just got a feeling. It is in Ames. I don't – I, I don't want Baylor to win. So, or I don't want Iowa State to win solely based off OSU playing Baylor the next week. But I think Iowa State might pull this one off. I think Baylor's not going to be very good this year. I mean, I, I believed in them early. I was, that loss to BYU kind of shifted things for me. Their favorite minus two and a half. Iowa State is. I'm wondering what Baylor's good at right now on offense. What, like, <laughs> do they run the ball well? But like, what they what is it that they're going to? No, not at all. When they're running the ball, they don't really have a lot of explosive plays. It's a lot of six-yard, five-yard gains. If you don't have that explosive run, then running the ball kind of becomes monotonous, and you can't control the game from that anymore. Yeah, Blake Chapin is just Blake Chapin. That's, that's about all he is. And yeah, Like you said, the running game is, is nowhere that I, I'm nervous about. So, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, I want to say this one's at 2.30, but let me, let me make sure. That's going to be a 11. really fun game. It's at 11 a.m.? At 11 a.m. That's, yeah. I'm going to watch that game. It'll be fun. Those, those two teams seem to, pretty evenly matched. For a pitch, are we just going to have to make Tom text him in so he can make the graphic? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. So we're going we're gonna to do our picks, get a combined parlay in here, and, uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. So our picks for this week, we're picking five games. The first game I want to go ahead and pick here, though, is the one we just talked about so we can kind of – 
use that as a transition. Yeah. Who do you guys you guys already picked? Iowa State. Yeah, I've got Iowa State. Yeah. Before you uh, start, what's the what's the records? Oh, the records. Let's see. I think it's really really close. Honestly, let's see here. Yeah, I was seen it after last week. I wonder if I'm still winning. I think you're still winning by a game. Yeah. So Drew is thirteen yeah, and seven. Home. Drew's thirteen and seven on his picks. Me and Calvin are both twelve and eight, and Tom is eleven and nine. Oof! So we're real close. He's scraping over five hundred. I know. Uh, if I wouldn't have picked all my week zero games wrong, I'd be doing really well. I picked. I went zero for five that week, or yeah, one for four. That's, that's something really like that. un- real unfortunate hey, for you. Just, just think about it this way, though. Like thirteen and seven doesn't sound great right now, but if you multiply that times three times, thirty nine and thirty nine and twenty one, it's a hell of a record right there. I don't, I don't know. Like, why I said that, but you know we're doing. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good point. point. <laughs> what's your point there, Drew? Well, I'm saying like three weeks from now, it can be thirty nine and twenty one. Okay. Well, no. No. Yeah. It'd be no. It'd be, it'd be fifteen more games. But that was fine. I don't know. I don't know where the math the math's messing up, but No, you're right. Thirty nine and twenty one would be thirteen and seven times three. Yeah. So it'd be in six weeks. Okay. Would it be in six no, weeks? It would no, it'd be in three weeks. weeks. Oh yeah. At this point I feel like we're talking like we're in the inception of the movie or something. I'm just fucking confused as well. I don't know, I got confused. All right. Wait, so Drew, Wait, you what's pick... your record? 13 and 7. 13 and 7. Yeah, times 3. Yeah, so 20 games, three weeks from now, it's 20, 40, 60 games. But I'm only choosing. <laughs> I, got, I got no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I'm only choosing 15 games in that time. I have no How am I going to get man. 39 wins if I only have 13? <laughs> if I have 15 games, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At this point, man, I'm I, I just saw... absolutely com- confused as hell. <laughs> how the hell is how, how does math work? Well, I don't know. Did I miss a derivative or something? I think you, I you missed the absolute value there. What's <laughs> what, what's the next game we're picking? Because math is not good for us. I can't believe we haven't talked about this game. game Baylor and Iowa State. Iowa State, Baylor. Oh yeah, I got Iowa State. All right. We've talked about this game just a little bit in the crowd, uh, how it's a sellout. But Duke and Kansas, game of the century. Do you guys think there's ever been a flyover at a KU game? I'm sure. Military Appreciation Day of some sort. we got to get a Actually, flyover Actually, I know there week. was. I, I know there was because the game that I worked when I was at Ottawa, when OU was playing there, there was 100% a flyover. All right. Let's go ahead. You, you all are taking the Jayhawks. I'm going Blue Devils. Go ahead. Jayhawk, <laughs> Jayhawk Nation. All right, dumbass. <laughs> All right, next game we're going to pick Arkansas and Texas A&M. I got the Aggies. Uh, I got I got the Razorbacks. I've also got the Hogs. All right, uh so two Hogs, one Aggie. Next game is I think quite honestly might be the most interesting game of the week. Minnesota and Michigan State. I'm going to take – oh, gosh. Come back to me, actually. You guys are going to make your picks. Oof. I'll uh, take Minnesota. Um, I'll take Michigan State. 
Mm. Oh, God, this is a really hard game to pick, man. Yeah, I don't know. I like Minnesota, away. but I think Michigan State might just win. Yeah, like saying, my, head, my, head, my, head's head. me, my head's telling me to pick Minnesota. My gut's telling me to take Michigan State, but I'm yeah, taking Minnesota. I'm going Michigan State. All right, let's go. And I hate Take it because it. I think I think Mel Tucker stinks like ass right now. I'm, <laughs> yeah. picking, I'm picking Michigan State. Stinks like ass. It doesn't stink like you know deodorant. Stinks like ass. Fifty percent of French people don't use deodorant. I saw that when we were looking up if they take baths. Isn't that Mel Tucker's French? He's something. <laughs> He's a horseshit ah. football coach with his own words. Yeah, I, if he cut, oh, if he cut, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Last game of the week that we're picking: Gators and Vols. It's the biggest game of the week. I'm pumped. Knoxville is gonna be rocking. Hundred ten thousand screaming Tennesseans. Uh, I'm picking the Vols. It, you'd have to put a knife to my throat to pick the Gators. I've got Vols. Come on, Mike, give me the Vols. I love I love the goals. I think all four of us will play. We'll pick Tennessee. I think Tom will pick Tennessee too. Rocky Top, baby! I can feel it. My feel it in my in my bones. Oh, yeah, Rocky Top, you'll always be. I wonder how quickly. I wonder how quickly he would reply if I texted this to him. Keep talking. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Let's do the combined parlay here, and uh, we'll give the the people some winners this week. We. Our combined parlay, if you were to bet it um, 10 units on it every week so far, you would have made $0. Um, so our combined parlay has not been good. <laughs> um, you would have lost all your money, so bet responsibly if you're hearing this. Um, Which means don't bet with us. Yeah, probably not. We're trying our best, though. All right, so what I've got for you guys here – it's my favorite pick of the week, and I'm going to go Michigan State minus three, or plus three. Or no, where were they, minus okay. three? They're plus. Mich- okay, actually, Minnesota, Minnesota is favored. Okay, I want. I do not want to make that pick. I'm, I'm going to change the pick. I'm going to change you the pick. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead and go first, because I got uh, so. It's the 11 o'clock game on ESPN Saturday morning. Missouri's going to Auburn. Auburn's only favored by seven, and I think Missouri is completely terrible. I know Auburn's got a new quarterback coming in this week, uh, but uh, I got a feeling Missouri's going to get rolled in this game by by, by three touchdowns. So uh, Auburn minus seven is my pick. I got uh, I got USC minus five and a half against Oregon State. Okay, I. I got my favorite pick, and it's—I think it's a smart pick, Drew. My pick here is going to be the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're the underdogs here, plus two and a half points. That seems a little asinine to me. So I'm going to pick the Hogs, and so that makes us—we're picking Auburn minus seven, Arkansas plus two and a half, and USC minus five and a half points. I think this is a really good parlay, guys. I actually bet it myself. I agree. I'm I'm pumped about this one. Why? Bust. They want USC to lose. Oh, I just don't see that happening, bud. 
I know that's why I picked it. Dude, has anybody seen what Davis Brin uh, is doing this year for the Tulsa Golden Hurricane? Yeah, he's pretty good. Dude, he's thrown for 1,200 yards. He's thrown for 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and one interception. How many games have they played? Who needs a quarterback? Dude, they've played three games. Yeah, I mean, he had that game game at Wyoming. This guy is insane. His his numbers are nuts. Davis Brand's going to be an Atlanta Falcon. Boy, his numbers are incredible. Wow. Uh, oh, geez. Our uh, our parlay might not be going so hot. Is CJ Finley going to be their quarterback? For I Auburn? think they're starting Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford, yes, because Zach Calzada, like a couple, like thirty minutes ago, just announced that he's having surgery and is ending his season. Yeah, he's he's going to he's he's going to medical redshirt and and and. Come back next year for Opera. Isn't Calzada the guy that beat Alabama last year? Yeah, same guy. Yeah. He's ace. Everybody's seen, everybody's seen that, that video of uh, Seth Small, the A&M kicker, and his, his girlfriend when he made that kick. He's going crazy. Seen that, I've seen that video about a billion times. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what video I'm getting tired of is the, is the new Heisman commercial. It was cool, like, the first couple of times I saw it. But when it's the first commercial after every commercial break, it's like, geez. But I'm about tired of seeing Baker Mayfield play poker with, uh, with, with Pistol Pete. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we yeah, talked about sucks. it. I don't, I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, Pat McAfee to College Game Day is huge. Oh, I love it. He's he guys, being groomed to be the next league horse, though. You think so? Did you see? Yeah. Uh, did you see his reaction? His live reaction to him being announced that he was uh, on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. That was pretty cool. I did not see mm-hmm. that. No. Not. It came out. It came out yesterday. It was, it was a pretty cool reaction by him. He was pretty, pretty honored by it. He's he's on, he's on the ballot to be in the Hall of Fame as a punter. Uh, he's on the he's on the ballot. I don't think he'll get in. He said yeah, he, he said he doesn't think he's going to get in. Yeah, who's putting the punter in the Hall of Fame? There's going to be a punter that goes in the Hall of Fame. Apparently, there, there's another guy on that list with him that he liked that he said he's going to go in. Although they did have to change the kickoff rule for him. What was that saying, rule? Uh, the Bills got the best punter in the league. We got Sam. You know, where he where he recovered the the onside kick by himself. Mm. That changed remember, us where he can't do that again. And the Bills the Bills this year punted three times, and two of them have been muffed. Sam Martin's the best punter of all time. No, that's what happens when you draft a gang rapist and you get rid of him. You end up with a good punter. Yeah. Good karma. Yeah, pet. Pat McAfee said Shane Leichler is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a punter. Congrats, Shane Leichler. I'll give I'll give anybody without looking it up a dollar if you can tell me where Shane Leichler played in the NFL. Houston. I got to look it up first. Hang on. <laughs> Carolina Carolina Panthers. Shane Leichler. Let's see. Shane, Let's see. Shane. Oh, I'm right. You were right. I have, have, have to send you a dollar. Send me a dollar, bitch. Bitch. Hey, his dad and I have the same name, Dale. Mr. White. All right, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? 
His average punt yardage was 69 yards. Nice. Wow. That's incredible. That's actually yeah, pretty, nice. pretty crazy. That's like Man, a lot uh, of yards. Yeah, that's like kind of impressive, honestly. That, that's Hall of Fame worthy. Gee, I don't know yeah. why I thought about this just now. So we were just talking about punts. But do you remember when we were uh, in Destin or Galveston, whatever it was, and we, we started to say, you think we can get that Frisbee to that pier in 10 throws? <laughs> I mean, that, that pier was a mile and a half away. We threw that Frisbee 110 <laughs> it times. <took> a, it... <laughs> <laughs> 10 Jake, throws I, is a good number. Me and you Jake both told me a story we could easily year. do that. We could easily get there. Uh, I was tossing that Frisbee, and it, it, it was so far away. We walked all the way to the pier, though. Jake told me a story last year about how he uh, he kicked a rock all the way from his house to, to class one time. Oh, I, I kicked it from class all the way back to my house. Yeah. Uh, that's a mile and a half. <laughs> that is so far. Yeah. It was awesome kicking. It, it was a night class, so I didn't have any, like, I wasn't walking with anyone. And, you know, there's nobody else on campus. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to kick this rock all the way home. And I did. Now, crossing the street was a little tough. I remember one, one time last Jeez, year. We, yeah. One time last year, we went to the bars with Tyler. And Tyler just – we, we lost Tyler for about 45 minutes, and, and we found him at home, and he just brought it home a Razor scooter. <laughs> we rode a Razor scooter home from the bars. <laughs> no idea where he went, and then he came back home with a scooter. Scooter. You guys got anything else you want to say? Oh, Scooter, I barely know her. <laughs> hey, you know what time it is? What, what time is it? It's, it's West Rucker time. Oh, West it's Rucker West time. Rucker time. That's a good, good segue. Great, great segue there, Drew. Here's our interview with okay. uh, Vols, Vols, Vols reporter West Rucker. <laughs> you can find him on uh, on Twitter. And you can also find his work. Um, he, he's, he was an awesome interview. At West Rucker 247, you can find him on Go Vols 247. He does a hell of a job there covering the Tennessee Vols. So we're pumped to get him on. Great Here's job. that interview right here. Well, I want to welcome everybody back. It's a time for our interview. And this time it's with West Rucker, not Rest Rucker. That's how I uh, – Confused it before the pod, but he's got a couple of Twitter pages to go follow. It's uh, GoVols247 and then at Wes Rucker247, I believe, is I got that second one correct. Uh, so be sure to check out his Twitter. If you're a big Vols fan, well, we'd love to have you on the podcast. And uh, just kind of get to talk to you a little bit about uh, what's going on. So if I got any of that information wrong, feel free to correct me. And just great to have you, man. It's good, good to have you on with us. No, it's uh, the, I think all that information is correct. I've been called. A lot worse, very often, but uh, no, it's uh, it's it's good to be here. It's kind of a crazy week, crazy day, but uh, you know, I, my best advice to everyone out there is uh, do not become a first time father at the age of almost forty. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't 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 do that. It's it's uh, whew, there's a lot. A father, a father. How's that. it been? You excited to be a dad, or what's up? Yeah, it's great. Uh, like I said, I wish I wouldn't. I just turned 40. I shouldn't have, should, we shouldn't have waited until I was 39, but my wife, fortunately, is a little younger. And uh, so uh, she looks like his mom. I look like his granddad. And off we go. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been, 
it's been it's been good so far. He's great. I mean, the kid's like ninety nine percent on the length charts. Maybe he'll play basketball or something. There you go. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, so we want to get, get you in here before a big game this weekend. Obviously, Tennessee uh, hosts Florida. Uh, the first big game, really, on on. Well, I guess Pittsburgh was a big game, but big first big conference game for Tennessee. Um, but I want to talk Josh Heupel real quick. It's uh, in his second year. He's already kind of gotten the contract extension recently. What would you say has been the key to his, you know, early rejuvenation there in Knoxville so far? You know, I mean, it, it, we kind of joke sometimes that he's kind of got that good vibes only mantra. Like, no, I don't. He doesn't officially call it that, but that's what it is, and and that's kind of exactly what Tennessee needed when he got here. You know, it's really easy to forget now, uh, but when he got to the program in January of 2021, Tennessee had lost something like 36 players to the transfer portal, which I'm sure had to be a record, still probably is a record, including some of the team's best players, including some guys that are now really good players at other programs. Uh, he had a long snapper getting reps at linebacker, uh, it, it, last spring, it was about the worst I've ever seen a Tennessee football team look. And, and if you had told me then that they would have almost, you know, won 10 games his first year and that they'd be ranked 11th in the country, you know, going into mid to late September 2022, I, I'd have I'd have bet my life savings against it. I would have thought there's never a chance in hell of doing that. Um, but he's come in. He, he, he's kind of got the guys bought in. They're they're. They, they found what they can do well, and they're doing it very well. They play that offense very well, and they do just enough on defense to kind of make it work. So it's uh, it, it's I don't know if, if they're quite uh, in that Alabama-Georgia range yet. In fact, I can tell you they're not. Um, but really, who is? I mean, they're, they're kind of they, – they've done a lot with what they have, and they're building something going forward. And it, it looks pretty tangible as far as I can see. With the uh, with everything that's been built this year, you know, number eleven in the country, you got game day coming this week. I think I could speak for the rest of the guys here on this podcast. I've wanted to get there. I've wanted to see a game there, but there's expected to be one hundred and ten thousand people there this weekend. What what's a game day like when the atmosphere is built up to this to this standard here in Tennessee? Uh, it's loud. Uh, is is one way to put it. It's um, you know, one of the differences, and, I, and I've said this uh, many times before, is you know, people talk about the uniqueness of Neyland Stadium being on the river, which it is. A lot of people come to the games via boat, which is a very cool kind of unusual thing. But the other thing is, and, and, and I've been blessed, as I have told you all a minute ago, I'm, I'm pretty damn old. I, I've been around a little bit now. been doing this since I was, you know, late, about 18 years old. So been doing this for a while. Been able to go to a lot of the big, big football stadiums and basketball arenas and everything around the country. And one thing that makes Neyland Stadium different, a lot of those other 100,000 C stadiums, they kind of fan out a little bit. You know, like you see the Rose Bowl and you see the big house in Michigan. You know, Neyland goes straight up. I mean, it really is like a coliseum or a cathedral. And and it, it, it's got great sight lines if you're in there because you're right on top of everything. And it, it keeps the noise in there. It, it, it is a it's a ferocious nasty place to come as a visitor uh it gets very very loud and that was before they started throwing golf balls and and, and mustard <laughs> bottles at you but you know it, it seriously is it, it is very loud it is intimidating and when you see and hear needland get to like its full roar you wonder how the hell they got so mediocre for like a dozen years um but it happened and and they they did they mismanaged the program they did a lot of dumb things um but but they've got something there that that stadium it's kind of a 
it, it's like I said, it's a cathedral or a coliseum. It is very, very loud. People all over campus. Um, you know, Knoxville's a bigger town, I think, than a lot of people realize. Metro area is about a million people. So it's not like a like you're going out of the way like in a lot of the SEC West programs. You're in a pretty decent sized city and you're right there downtown. So there's a lot going on, a ton of bars, a ton of tailgates. Uh, if if you're a college football kind of bucket list person, I would definitely add a big game at Neyland there um, because it's it's pretty special. And now with the light shows and things they do at night, it's even another level. They won't get to do that this week, but for night games they do. All right, so um, Tennessee started off real well this year. Um, what do you think the ceiling is for this Tennessee team or maybe the floor as well? I think the floor is what I thought it was going into the season, you know, seven or eight wins. That That's the, the absolute floor. Um, you know, I, I thought – I think I picked eight wins, um, and, and I picked a win at Pitt, so I've got the record right until then. Of course, I always picked Florida as a loss because I've been covering Tennessee long enough to know that that's usually a loss. So, you know, you kind of just chalk that up and say, oh, I don't really care which team is better than the other. Florida's going to win, right? Uh, Florida's really pushing that right now. Uh, with the way they've been playing uh, and the way Tennessee's been playing in the, in that matchup. I mean, South USF had, what, like 286 rushing yards or something against Florida. It's just – it's a lot going on right there now in Gainesville. But um, it, it, I, I think the ceiling, if everything goes perfect, is is 10 wins. You know, you, you chalk up Alabama and Georgia as, as losses most likely. Sorry, everyone out there listening. Probably going to be <laughs> losses. Um, but then you look at the other games and you think, you know, if, if they get a couple of bounces, if everything goes their way, if they stay reasonably healthy, if Hooker and Tillman are out there doing their thing, yeah, they could win all those other games. Will they? I don't think so. But could they? Sure. Yeah, so you, you brought up an interesting name there, obviously, Cedric Tillman, uh, big-time receiver for the Vols. Um, the game against Ak- Akron looked like he, he and Jabari Small had some kind of maybe minor injury. Um, obviously, they were killing Akron, so they weren't going to put them back in. But is, what's their status for Saturday? I mean, have you heard any updates on that front? Yeah, I mean, I, I joked, and Hypel's joked with me this week. And, you know, I predicted on Sunday that Hypel would do exactly what he does every other week, which is on Monday says, you know, it's a long week. You know, we'll, we'll see, long way to go. Uh, we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep at it in the training room. We'll see where they are. We'll evaluate them day to day. Wednesday. He goes with, you know, they're working hard. They're, they're trying to get back there in the training room. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where they are here in a couple of days. And then Thursday, uh, he'll say, well, you know, uh, we, we meet with the medical guys on Friday nights and then we'll kind of make that call. It's kind of a standard answer that he would give whether someone scratched a fingernail or lost a limb. It's the, he'll say the exact same thing. Um, and, and that's that's normal. And he came out there and joked the other day. I think it was Monday morning when someone asked him about the injuries. He said, just ask Wes, he'll tell you. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a joke that we, we know that he's not going to say much. What I have heard uh, is that with Small still feeling pretty, pretty good there. I mean, he's had shoulder injuries uh, for a lot of his career at Tennessee. A lot of running backs do. Uh, he put on about 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason trying to alleviate some of those things. But then second play against Akron goes right down, same shoulder, uh, and he crumples to the turf. So we'll see. Uh, he, he'll probably just have to manage that thing throughout the season. Uh, on a week-to-week basis like last year. And then with Tillman, you know, he kind of had a couple nicks last week. He, he got rolled up on on the touchdown there, uh, one of Dylan Sampson's first touchdowns. He kind of got bowled over there at the at the end zone, uh, and he rolled up on his ankle. Then he kind of got tackled awkwardly on a ball where he got hit. 
you know, kind of a throw a little bit high. He came down, got hit in the knees. Akron was doing a lot of knee diving throughout that game, to be honest. And and so they, they got through that. Uh, then he didn't come back after that. So I don't know where they are with Tillman. I suspect um, that he will be sort of a monitor game time decision. Uh, because what's interesting about Tillman is this is a Florida game. It is a huge game. No question about it. But after this week, Tennessee's got a bye. Then it goes to LSU. So if one of those, some of those injured guys, if they don't play this week, they kind of get two, two and a half weeks off before going into the rest of the schedule. That's something that if you're thinking long term, you kind of have to think about. Um, and especially Matillman, a guy who's going to be a high round draft pick and make a lot of money playing this game. So uh, I suspect if I had to guess right now, I would say that they play. But I, I that, again, that's a that's a guess early in the week, later in the week. I could know something else. You mentioned another name before we started talking about the injuries. You mentioned Hendon Hooker, who's who's since he started the, as the starter there. You know, forty-two touchdowns, two interceptions. What what's been the thing that's been like? Holy cow! Like what what what's the thing about him? Tell me tell me what you think about Hendon Hooker. I just want to know your thoughts on him because from everything I've seen, it's been absolutely incredible. He's a really good quarterback, and and he seems to fit that system really well down there in Tennessee. Well, I joke that he should be a quarterback because he's about thirty-seven years old. You know? he's, uh, he's been he's been in college forever, and I, and I joke, but I mean, he really is twenty-four years old. He got that extra year because of the COVID stuff, and um, on top of that, he's always kind of been an old soul. You know, he they got a lot of the guys on the team call him Unc because he's just kind of like the uncle. I mean, he, he he's he's a guy who before the game, everybody else has their hip hop blaring on their on their earbuds or on their, you know, their Dre beats. And, and he's got gospel music and he's talking about meditation. And he, he is, he's an, he, he's an, he's an old, old soul in a young body. Uh, and he's also a hell of an athlete and he's really taking his game to the next level at Tennessee. Uh, he was a solid player at Virginia tech, nothing special. Um, and when he came to Tennessee, people forget this. He was not going to be the starting quarterback last year. He transferred to Tennessee, but it was going to be the Joe Milton show. And then Joe Milton uh, tears a couple ligaments there or, or has some, some issues with his knee, has a couple overthrows. Hooker steps in, and it's like, whoa, whoa, this, this, this thing's really going now. And since then, he hasn't looked back, and, and he and Milton are still best friends. I still think Milton's got a chance to be Tennessee starter next season. Um, but Hooker has really kind of come to life under this coaching staff. You've you got, um, you know, with, with Hypel and with Golis, the offensive coordinator, Joey Halsey, the quarterback's coach. He's really fits this system very, very well. He makes the right decisions. Uh, he, he takes the ball where it's supposed to be. He throws it accurately. Uh, he, he makes pretty good reads. He can get himself out of trouble when the line gets him in trouble. Um, it's not like he's been perfect. And really this season, I think his, his accuracy has been just a tiny bit, not as quite as sharp as it was last year. But then again, he was 14 of 18 for 298 and two touchdowns last week. You can, how can you really complain? It's what he's done, um, and, and I'm, I'm I'm interested around the country that a lot of people don't really know how well he's done. Um, Tennessee's a little bit under the radar compared to what it usually was and probably will be again at some point. So the fact is, since he's been the starting quarterback, he's got 42 TDs and two picks. Like, how does everyone not know that? It's a crazy number. Um, but then again, that's – kind of the position Tennessee put itself in for the past decade, kind of falling off the radar nationally a little bit. You know, I was talking to um, a good friend of mine, Bomani Jones, and, and he was saying that, you know, this was a couple of years ago. He's like, you know, people like me used to know Tennessee's entire two deep almost, like Bama's now. 
Um, but those days, now he's like, I know a handful of guys, maybe. And, and that's sort of what they've become. Uh, and they're trying to work their way out of that. But if Hendon Hooker keeps up this pace uh, and Tennessee stays as relevant as it is right now, uh, more people are going to know that very soon. All right, so switching to the other side of the ball, um, the defense has looked a lot better than it has in the past. And I was wondering – uh, why you think that's happening? Is there a player that's like standing out on defense that's making them this much better than they were in the past? Yeah, I mean, candidly speaking, Tennessee's defense is not Tennessee's offense. Um, that that's one way to to put it. the The offense is exceptional. Uh, the defense is adequate. You know, usually, I mean, that's kind of and, and, and they don't have to be. I mean, the days of having to be elite defensively to be a good football team, those days are. They're maybe not done forever, but but they're not there right now. If you can get maybe three, four stops a game, you can win just about any football game. That's kind of the way the game goes. Um, but Tennessee has been pretty good up front. Uh, Byron Young is a guy I think is going to play a lot of money playing this game. The the edge rusher there, he's he's very dynamic. Barron on the other side is is pretty solid, uh, and they got a rotating cast of characters on the defensive line. They kind of like a lot of Rodney Garner teams, they play, they'll roll 10, 11 deep and just kind of keep throwing bodies at you. And they got a lot of big, physical, older guys who can do that. Uh, at linebacker, they're okay. Uh, at safety, they're okay. Uh, at corner, Kamal Haddon is, I think, a very good player. Other than that, um, they, they, they got some work to do there. I don't think they defend exceptionally well in space. And I think that's something that if Anthony, Anthony Richardson – were, were really healthy. I think if his leg wasn't bothering him a little bit or if he felt a little more more comfortable in their system, a guy like that in space, I think, could give Tennessee some some trouble. I, I don't I don't know that and I might be wrong about this, but they just seem a little bit still inconsistent back there. So um, you know, defending the middle of the field, something they gotta do better. But they don't have to be great. They just have to be pretty decent. And so far they've been pretty decent. So um, I think they got a chance to be better than they were last year. I think Barn Young's going to make a lot of money playing this game. I think they got a couple other future pros there. But other than that, I, I, when I watch them, I still see a lot of things on their defense that I think if I'm an opposing coach, I, I feel pretty confident that I can take advantage of. That's just me, though. Some people are much more confident than I am. I look at their defense and I see mm, there's still some holes there. Yeah, well, I, I think that just consistent improvement on the defense is what – people in Tennessee are looking for. And I think that you've seen a little, little bit of improvement. Yeah, and Tim Banks has gotten line. that out of him, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I want to ask more specific about this this uh, game they have the, of this weekend. Uh, Billy Napier said, you know, in this press conference this week, uh, it's not like we're going to Canada. Um, do you think that, you know, these kind of comments or, or any of that's going to play into the crowd or into the rivalry that's kind of used, used as bulletin board, uh, you know, kind of stuff this weekend um, and there in Knoxville? Well, this damn sure ain't Canada because I think it's about ninety three degrees today on September twentieth. So uh, <laughs> if this if this were Canada, global warming would have accelerated even more than I think it has. So yeah, the um, you know that there's uh, this is a tough place to go to be your first career start on the road. It, it just is. Right. It, it's um, in terms of I mean, you go back and look at it. If you go pull them up, there's some old Baker Mayfield quotes about when Oklahoma came to Knoxville. I think it was six or seven years ago now. And he still yeah. to this day talks about that it was the loudest thing he's ever experienced in football, just how incredibly bonkers it was. And Mayfield, the stats don't show how much he played out of his mind in that game to get Oklahoma that win in double overtime. That was 
he 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 got away from Derek Barnett more times than like I think anyone else ever got away from Derek Barnett. Uh, he he was he was exceptional that day. Um, but it's the kind of thing you, you hear players uh, from from other places that don't come to Neil on that often, like guys who have played for Notre Dame, Cal, Miami, um, sort of some 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 you know big non conference names that have come to Neyland and they're maybe not they're maybe not from the southeast. They maybe have not you know they've seen it on TV, but but never been there. Uh, it is loud. It is hostile. It's on top of you. You will hear things that you uh, um, you might need to, to hold your earmuffs on a couple of them if you got kids around. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a rough place to be for an opposing player. It just is. Now, if you're the right kind of opposing player, you'll feed off that. And and you know these people who say me against the world, that's a place where you'll feel like yourself against the world. You go in there and you know if you if you can kind of tap into your inner Superman there, your inner supervillain, I should say. Uh, yeah, you can have a huge day there, but um, and it's Napier's first time as a head coach going there, uh, and he's been there as, a, as an assistant. But boy, it's a lot different when you got to make the calls on the fly. So I, I, I think that's something to watch. Clearly, I mean, I, th- I don't think Richardson's a. I don't think the kid lacks confidence in himself. I know he knows what kind of freak athlete he is, but yeah, especially if he's already got a little bit of an injury going on with there with his ankle somewhere. Um, this is a this is this place is going to let him hear all about it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting you brought up Baker Mayfield. I think I want to say that was his first road start at OU. Actually, probably he was at Texas Tech before, but I think that Tennessee might, might have been, been his first. Road might have start. been. So you get to see that this week with Anthony Richardson as well. Um, but Calvin, I think Calvin has our last question, and we'll wrap it up here. Um, but we appreciate you. No problem. I got, I got time. We're good. Uh, well, yeah, we were, we were just going to get you out of here, but you, you name-dropped Bomani Jones earlier and called him a, a good friend of yours. And it's kind of tradition on this podcast to uh, to ask all of our guys we interview, who's the most famous person in your phone? And if it's not Bomani Jones, who is it? Um, he would probably be up there. There's There's probably some coaches and some former Tennessee players who may or may not be in the NFL now, uh, who would probably qualify for that. Um, let's see. I used to cover the the Braves a little bit earlier in my career, so maybe Dale okay, Murphy yeah. if you're a big baseball fan. Uh, oh, there you go. You know, just – and, and all, that is, all that's a product of me just being – it's not like <laughs> being a big deal. It's just that if you if you start doing this – you realize you're not going to be a major league baseball player when you're 17. You you go into sports writing instead of playing small college baseball when you're 18, and, and then you just start doing this for 23 years. You're you're eventually going to run into some people or some people that you knew and neither one of you were a big deal. Uh, then one of them, the other person becomes a big deal. You right. still know them, right. but I mean, it's not like uh, it, it's it's nothing like that. It's it, it's just you know been doing this for a long time. So yeah, there's uh there's people, uh, coaches and players that I can get a hold of if I need to, uh, <laughs> that can help me do my job better. But, you know, I wouldn't say we're sitting there or we're not, uh, we're not with T-Pain on the boat together or anything. <laughs> have you, uh, <laughs> have you met Peyton Manning? Uh, many uh, times. Yes. And in the forehead is that it is, it is quite prominent, but yeah, no, I mean, if, 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 if you've been around here, if you've been around, covering Tennessee long enough, you know, you, I didn't cover Peyton cause I'm a little bit, I'm not, not that old, not yeah. that old. Um, then, then he, he still comes back routinely. So he's there, you know, at least a couple times a year. So you, you interview him and bump into him and yeah, all those guys come back. I mean, you know, that, that's one thing, you know, there, there's even some guys now like they're, um, 
you know, former, um, you know, the guys who are now major league baseball players and stuff still come back in the off season and work out in the facilities there. Cause Tennessee's always had facilities. I mean, you, you, they've got world-class right. facilities. You want to come in and work out as a guy. Um, you know, a lot of Olympians come back and work out there. You're Justin Gatlin's of the world and people like that. Um, you know, I actually covered him when I was 18 years old. Uh, and to this day, the fastest human being that I've ever seen or probably ever will see. Um, he made covering track interesting um, because <laughs> you see a guy take the baton run like that. You're like, oh, my God, is that normal? Is that a human? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you cover a place like Tennessee, you're going to meet people, but it's uh, it's it's um, just kind of part of the job. Right. Uh, I've only been nervous twice, really once this entire uh, the entire time I've been doing this, this, and that's the, the, the first time I interviewed Hank Aaron that time was, um, yeah. you know, that, I, I don't, we're probably, I don't know if the video's on, but I'm sitting here, a kid, like extending my hand, shaking like, <laughs> hello, Mr. Miss, Mr. Aaron. And, uh, hey, hello, Mr. Everything. Hello. And he's like, Oh son, just call me, just call me Hank or Henry. It's all right. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, I got nervous that time. And the first time that I, that I met, that I interviewed Pat Summit, I think I was 18 years old and that's way too young to be interviewing Pat Summit. And so, <laughs> um, but you know, she, she made everyone feel comfortable except for her players. She made everyone feel comfortable <laughs> all the time around her. So those are the only two times that I've in this business, uh, that I, I have ever been, uh, nervous. And those were when I was younger and I was interviewing two people I had no business interviewing at that age. Now it's kind of like, you know, it's just you just kind of what you do. It's the job, so yeah. you don't think about it right. like that. But, um, but yeah, the uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting if you if you get intimidated by people, uh, this ain't the business for you because uh, a lot of them, if they they think you're nervous at all, they're like a like a shark smelling blood. You can't you can't <laughs> be you can't be doing that. If you're nervous, you got to act like you're not. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I understand that one. Uh, well, Wes, we, we appreciate you coming on talking balls. Um, yeah, you can find uh, Wes uh, at Wes Rucker 247. Um, that's his uh, Twitter handle. And you can find uh, all the good stuff he does on Go Vols 247. We appreciate him coming on. Um, big game this, this weekend. And uh, we're, we're pumped that we got to talk to you about it with you. Um, we appreciate you. Anytime, man. I'm right here. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Th thank you. No problem. And again, I'm I'm not normal.